and we are back and we are the run duo i am tommy mitchell what's up guys it is india cook hey india what's going on hey hey listen it has been an amazing last couple weeks it's been action-packed tommy exactly you've been everywhere india been traveling the world running races (laughs) i mean just everywhere so let's hold up let's start because you know before every show we kind of go over what we're going to talk about but actually, once I started saying, hey, welcome to Run Duo, I remembered any of them been out the country since the last I time did. we talked. <laughs> I was like, we got to talk about that. So, yes. and you know, I mean, everybody that follows any up show, you saw all the foes and everything. She's, you know, kicking it. That's how, see, this is how big ballers roll in <laughs> India, you know, get out the country, chill a little bit, have a good time. How was uh, the island life? For you. It was it was amazing and much needed, much, much needed. So like you said, Tommy, if everyone saw my pictures, we did a lot of relaxing, but we also did some excursions. So we had an amazing time. So we went to um, Punta Cana, which is in Dominican Republic, and we were there for almost a week, uh, almost a full week. So it was a really good time. Uh, we went for Jerome Jerome Owens and Marquisa now Owens but they got married and they are actually two runners in the Atlanta running community so they are runners met them through running and they got married and we decided to go to their portion of the beach wedding and then of course a piece of their honeymoon so it was a really good time was able to relax we had an all-inclusive resort it was about a little bit over 20 of us that was there to celebrate them so it was a good time. The resort was nice. It was called Breathless. Um, mm-hmm. So we went went there. It was all-inclusive resort. We did a little bit of beach time. We did a catamaran. So we were on a boat for a full, like, basically a whole day. Um, and then we went ATV in another day. Mm-hmm. And I was able to jump and dive into a 25-feet cave. Mm-hmm. And yes, it was a... It was a good time. But you know what's crazy, Tommy? I was uh-huh. we were able to jump into that 25 feet cave and obviously they only wanted you to know how, you could only jump if you knew how to swim, clearly. They didn't have like yeah. they didn't have like life jackets or nothing for you. They was like you you jump in this hole at your own risk, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and you got to get yourself out. But the day that we went, so we went ATVing, jumped into the little cave and went to a couple other places that day. And then the following day is when we had the catamaran boat trip. And on the boat trip, we were able to get out in deep water and like do snorkeling and do whatever mm-hmm. you wanted in the water. And then they had a, a slide on the boat. Tommy, why was I scared to go down this slide and slide and jump into this water? But I had just jumped into a cave. And I don't know if it was because the ocean was just so open. It was yeah. like wherever you jump into, like you out there, girl, yeah. you out there. Yeah. Whereas the cave was kind of, it was a cave. So it was locked off. If y'all watch mm-hmm. my YouTube video, I have pictures and video of everything but literally like a cave um but jumping into that ocean I was like oh my gosh and I had my GoPro in my hand so when I slid down the slide it looked like I was panicking because I was trying to figure out how to swim with the GoPro in my hand and it was just it was a mess but it was like I'm in this ocean (laughs) y'all yes yes that's nice that sounds like a a good a good time how was was uh needed the resort was it it's all inclusive so how were the restaurants mm-hmm. on the, that's always the first thing i ask cuz that's the main thing for me when i go to the resort how were the restaurants yeah so the restaurants were pretty decent actually mm-hmm. so they actually had like one area that was completely buffet so you can kind of do all you can eat and they have a variety mm-hmm. of things and that was for breakfast lunch and dinner um and then they had separate separate restaurants so they had a french restaurant they had um 
a hibachi restaurant, which we went the day mm. of the wedding. All of us went there. They had another restaurant. We had lamb chops and all this mm. other stuff. They had like a steak restaurant. So mm. they had about five to six different like types of food that you could go to. Of course, not all of them were open the whole time we were there or yeah. like times of the day mm-hmm. but it was i thought that the food was decent like we weren't like oh my goodness what we're gonna eat and even their room service some of their foods on from the room service menu wasn't bad at all so okay sounds yeah. like a nice nice resort it was a nice resort it was it was kidless so no kids so that was you know a plus dang for, that sounds like a real good resort for people like me that don't you know I, not that i don't like kids i want kids of my own but you know when i go no, you ain't got you ain't got to defend like yourself dodging. you ain't got to defend yourself <laughs> I got a kid, and I'm. And when you said no kids, I said that sounds like the bomb. <laughs> I want people to think I hate kids. That's no, not the thing, but exactly. You know. Anybody that has kids <laughs> understand what you just said. They completely understand what you're saying. So yeah, that you know. it mean it sound, It was it used to call. It was called breathless. Yes. Okay, breathless. definitely might have to check that one out. That sounds yeah. like fun, but I could I get you time. with the uh the the whole slide. Because we mm-hmm. had the same kind of thing when we went to Jamaica. And I was the same yeah. way. I was kind of like, mm, I don't know about this. <laughs> yes. Let me tell you something. Ever since I was, ever since the movie Jaws came out, I grew mm-hmm. up with a pool oh my God. in my backyard. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I ain't going to lie, sometimes I be in the pool thinking sharks coming after me. So right. I'm not big on the whole open ocean thing. Yeah. So, you know, I understand what you're saying. Well, let me tell you this. So when we went snorkeling, um, so just because I had my GoPro, like I actually, y'all, y'all going to hear me talk about this GoPro. I've had, the, I purchased this GoPro when I first started doing vlogging, but mm-hmm. it was for my action shot. So like me out running and stuff, it's more of a stable shot. And I actually loved it, but I had never since purchasing, taken it out in the ocean or in water. Yeah. And you, go as deep as almost 40 feet in the water and get amazing underwater shots and so when this when this vacation came up I was like oh yes I am taking this GoPro I'm gonna have all the apparatuses that I need yeah so I can take it in the water so anyway about the ocean when we were able to just jump in the water and they wanted us to do the snorkeling I was looking we went we could see I was going a little deep to get the footage of some it was fish in there and then of course Mm -hmm. like the coral but I had, before we went on the trip, I read something about like, if you see a big spool of fish, it potentially could be a shark sighting, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yo, and it was like, when I say a lot of fish around us, it was a lot of fish. And Braxton was like, I'm staying up here. I see all these fish. We out here in this ocean. Like Braxton was <laughs> like, nah, nah. Like, and then, I'm not playing with right. that. Right. <laughs> and then one of the staff on the boat, he was in the water with us trying to get more fish around so that we could see like a lot of fish. And so he uh-huh. brought out bread. And mm-hmm. so he was throwing bread in the water and all these fish was coming in. The only thing I could think in my mind was like, yo, like it could be a shark around here. And we just out here willy nilly, like can't nobody swim fast enough to get back on a boat. Like clearly. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time though. Braxton was like, oh, I was looking for shark the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't play with it. I mean, I, I love the ocean. I'm from Florida, but I'm with, I'm with Braxton. Like, look, I'm going to mm-hmm. keep my head on the swivel. I don't know what's yeah. going on. And then know. that water, like, I don't care what nobody say. If you can swim, you can swim. But I don't think anyone can overtake the ocean. Like when you're out there, that water can just take you. I don't care how. You could be mm-hmm. Olympic swimmer, honey, and it, that water just takes you. So I felt like when I slid off the slide, that's how I felt. I felt like the ocean was taking over my body and I didn't really have a lot of control. So I feel like that's what was making me panic. And I don't know if it was because all the, I don't know what it was, but I was just like, <gasps> Okay, let me get back to this boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I'm, I'm not mad at you. I'm but I can swim, but Lord, but anyway. Yes. So it was well, really it, good it's, yeah, it sounds like it was a great, great trip. So glad yeah. you enjoyed yourself. Everybody always needs that 
decompression time. Nice. Did you get a chance to run with that, everything that was going on? Did you get a chance to train any while you were down there? So I had to. So of course, Dr. Danny, not, I didn't have to, but she was like, you know, you'll keep up your training. So, um, she did it to where I did bring like my, um, my bands, like leg bands and stuff on the trip. I brought my lacrosse ball. Cause she has me doing some exercises with that. So she basically altered my training schedule to, to be able to do some things that I could do in the, mm -hmm. in the, um, in the hotel or in on the resort that I could just pack the equipment that I needed. And then she did have me to run two days while I was there and I just hit the treadmill. So um, I didn't feel comfortable running around. There's, I didn't see nobody else doing it. I was like, I don't want to be the only girl out here running like on the resort. Like there's some resorts that you see people running. I'm like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll go yeah. run. Mm -hmm. um, so I just took it to the gym, which was very nice. It was mm -hmm. an up and upstairs, downstairs gym situation. A lot of cardio. I was on a cardio machine. I was the only one in the gym. So it worked out. So it was really nice. So I just hit the treadmill. It was okay. hard because, honey, you know, when you on vacation, you eating whatever you want, you drinking. Exactly. All. <laughs> yeah. You kind of, you know, your timetable's a little off because you. Yes, out, that you was know. my slowest time, and yeah. I think the only reason why I was able to get those in was because Braxton, he's taking some classes right now, and he was like, "Well, I'm gonna take these classes," and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna go run while you do that," so I don't feel like bad when we're supposed to be somewhere and I got to go run. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. But well, I that's good. In. Sounds good. Glad you made it back safely. Yeah. Um, how was the flying? I mean, you know, I haven't been on an airplane since the pandemic. So how was the whole, you know, flying and getting there, that kind of thing? So, well, we had, we were delayed flight on the way there, but that was just because of some crew stuff. Um, but it was okay. Now we flew with Delta, mm -hmm. but now that we're now, I think Delta previously had it where the middle seat was open. That's no yeah. more. Like they okay. packed the plane like sardines. Yeah. So if you're not comfortable with that, unless you want to buy that middle seat, like you, that is no more. So mm -hmm. all the seats were filled. Luckily we were able to like sit next to each other and you know, there was someone we didn't know on the way there, but on the mm -hmm. way back, it wasn't. As soon as you get on the flight, they, you have to have your mask on the whole time. And they literally walk around the whole time. Like you can't drop it below your nose. If you fall asleep and your mouth drop open and your mask come down, they are like, sir, wake up, ma'am, wake Put up. Put your, your mask, mask on. Okay. Um, they do give you a little wipe to wipe your seats down, but I had my own wipes too. So we had mm -hmm. our own wipes and then they, you know, wipe it down. They still give you drinks and, you know, drinks and stuff, but okay. that's it. Like nothing out of the, to me, the norm. I mean, yeah. I think it may be differently, different a little earlier in the pandemic, but I think stuff is almost wide open right now. Yeah. Okay. Did you, mm -hmm. did you get any duty free? Did you grab, you know, I did not no. just because, yeah, I did not. Bryson got, um, a couple things, but I didn't get anything. Nothing that I nothing that was necessary the people that i roll with they got all kinds of bring all no, kinds I, of drinks drinks back. i know yeah that's <laughs> people hit that duty free hard boy like, yeah, hey. uh, but only because we're not we're not a house of drinkers so I yeah mean, that probably would have been the only thing that we would have been like really appetizing for so gotcha gotcha yeah. oh so it sounds good sounds like a great time so you made it back to the states and you hit yes. the ground running Listen, <laughs> literally, literally. Yes. As soon as I got back, it was time for the get ready for the Peachtree Road Race Expo, um, which was a really good time to see because that means racing is really, really back open. Yeah. Yes, indeedy. So I hit the expo on what day were you there? Because I, I, well, you were there every day because you had a big old picture. <laughs> I did. You had a big old picture, like, you know, you walking around, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey. 
Um, yes. But what day did you actually, because uh, I think you said you volunteered one day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the ambassadors had to work at the expo. So we, I worked on Saturday, the tw- okay. whatever that day was, the same mm-hmm. week that I came back from vacation. Yeah. So that Saturday, I was there from like eight to three or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I went on Sunday. How was it okay. on Saturday um, as far pretty as the crowd? Busy. Yeah, yeah, pretty busy. They said that um, Saturday was the busiest day as far as people that registered for their slots was the yeah. busiest day that they were going to have. So I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, I rolled through. It was pretty much in and out. I didn't really yeah. buy anything. But mm-hmm. I heard they actually had, because, um, you know, AT, um, Atlanta Track Club always does that $5 shirt mm-hmm. thing. Oh, my God. I heard they had some of the so uh, bags. They the had, yes, bags. they did. They had bags, they had long sleeves, they had jackets for $5, but you had uh, to be there Saturday. Yeah, stuff yeah, exactly. Because even while I was there, I didn't get, I got a couple shirts, but they had like zip up fleeces. They mm. had all of that, $5. Book mm. bags, the, the $10 book bag, the ATC book bag, $10. Um, but you had to be there the first hour or two of Saturday. Or yeah. You that's what it. I figured because somebody at the end of the race, I was talking to someone. They said, you know, they had the bags. and da, da, da. I was like, mm-hmm. what? And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were gone Saturday morning. You know, Saturday morning, yeah. like literally yeah. the first hours, not yeah. even midday because I was there Saturday and I didn't even get all that stuff. So I got you. I got you. Cool. Yeah. cool. But yeah, it was a quick yeah. in and out expo, which I, you know, that's what I expected anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Heather came with me. Trey came, you know, Aww. he was, you know, looking around like, I don't know what this is. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll let y'all do. He was calm. So I, he said, I'll let y'all do your thing because I don't mm-hmm. see anything for me in here. So right. it was, it was, yeah. it was quick in and out, grab my number, grab my medal and, uh, mm-hmm. and kept it moving. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a chill, more of a chill, uh, chill event this year which like I said too like you said to be expected mm-hmm. um you know they did have some vendors but it wasn't as many vendors as usual yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. so um to talk about the race I raced on Saturday you raced on Sunday yeah um but you were out there on su- on Saturday too you know I heard yes. you were just running around the course <laughs> cheering on people <laughs> ringing bells um you in january <laughs> now, yes. um just to kind of real quick because just in case people don't know what we're talking about we're talking about the um fourth of july tradition here in atlanta the mm-hmm. um peachtree road race um yes. i know if you're not from atlanta you might not know a whole bunch about it but um what year was this for the peachtree road race this was year number 50 51 last year was no 52 52 52 52 okay 52nd running um of it now last year was all virtual so this was the first time we were running it in person usually there's what sixty thousand people yes uh this year i think um there were like thirteen thousand on saturday and sixteen thousand on sunday yeah, 17 and 13, I believe. So, okay, so 17,000 on Sunday and yeah, 13 yeah. on Saturday. They spread mm-hmm. over two days this year because of, you know, trying to stay COVID safe. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't want everybody packed in. Um, and then it was also virtual this year as well. So you right. could do virtual, you could do Saturday, you could do it in person on Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll kind of talk about my Saturday experience. Um, it was strange because I, I got up early. And, you know, either way you do it, you're going to have to get on MARTA at some point. Mm-hmm. So my plan was to go down, park near the finish line, and then just take MARTA back up to the start line. And then that way, when I was done, I could just get in my car and, you know, go home. Okay. Um, so that's what I did. So I parked near what, the Midtown Station, mm-hmm. um, right over there by that Publix 
right down the street from the Midtown station, um, which is, you know, basically when you finish, they make you kind of walk around to get to that way anyway. So I said, let mm. me park here because it's the easy way to get home. And I was expecting Marta to be like it usually is. Because usually, like exactly. Sardines. Exactly. Like, like smelling if, people's armpits before <laughs> we even get to the race. If you've ever seen like a video of how they get people on the Japanese um, trains, <laughs> like how they're pushing them on. That's what it's like usually on, on a typical PC on a typical yeah um and it was not even close to that it was nope. you know very spread out which was you know I'm not complaining it was I loved it it was great I was like oh okay cool mm-hmm. so I get on I take the train up to the start line um you know they ever I can't remember what year they kind of changed this but you really they do kind of direct you on long walks I say it was. It was quite a walk from to get off at the Linux station. I feel like it's at least two miles. Yeah, like, it's, a good, it's a good little... After you've done your race to get back over to yeah. two miles. And it's hilly. Yeah, exactly. It's not <laughs> short. So, you know, to, no. to walk... Well, to get on, you know, I, I was in E. So I had to... I got off at Linux, walked around, got in my corral. The corral was not, you know, very crowded at all. Um, which I, you know, once I saw Marta, I was like, yeah. But still, being out there considering that we haven't been running in person, there was a lot of people, you know, yes. just kind of looking around. I was like, okay, it's still a bunch of people out there, even though my corral is not as packed as it usually is. Right. Um, the race itself, you know, um, I mean, of course, I wasn't in shape to kind of run a PR, so I wasn't trying to. I was just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. pacing along. And it was cool, you know. Um, I, uh, it wasn't like it usually is with as, many, as much as a crowd. Then there were still people out there cheering in certain sections. Mm-hmm. Um, on Sunday, were the Shepherd Center people out there? Yeah, they did have some. It wasn't as many as it usually is, but they did have some. Okay. It wasn't that many on... I wasn't sure. I was like, well, maybe they're saving them to bring them out on the 4th. Because yeah. I didn't really... It was a few people, but they looked like they were brought out by their family members, you know, right. that had actually yeah. come and brought them out. And if y'all don't know what we're talking about, the Shepherd Center is by Piedmont Hospital. It's on the course... Um, it's a rehabilitation it's, Yeah, for facility. spinal injury. Yeah. Um, so most of the people are in wheelchairs and that sort of thing. And they usually, like, they li- they're lined up. Like, they're mm-hmm. cheering and hollering and ringing bells. Um, this year is, you know, not, at least on Saturday, it was, a, it was subtu- subdued, but there were still yeah. some people out there. They usually have, um, like, cheering. signs in the window of their yeah. rooms and all that stuff. So, yeah. So it was, on Sunday, it was limited as well, but there were still some, there were still some out there. So it was still good to see. Yeah. I think majority of everything for me on Sunday, majority of everything still happened. It was just a less less of a caliber. Like it was not as much. Yeah, if that makes sense. So they still had, you know, the people out there doing music. They still had uh, the the uh, the guy with the holy water. He was out there on Sunday. There was um, three of them out there on on Saturday. Okay. Yeah, okay. doing the holy water. I went and got. Yeah. I'm not Catholic, <laughs> but you know, it don't hurt. I, it didn't. Oh, we're, it, we're mentioning this because it literally is every every Peachtree Road race. He is out there literally with his holy water. Yeah, so, he's throwing the holy water. It did not burn yeah. my skin, so once again, I'm a good person. Um, but I, you know, I went and got me some holy water. It was nice. Yeah. So the the sprinklers and everything are on. It was just it was just a lot less people. So on Sunday, and we were in. I ended up running in Braxton's corral. So he was the last corral because he has never run Peachtree. So he was the last corral, which was very different for me because I was like, Lord, like in my mind, I was like, we need to make. What time did it take off? What time did the corral take off? 
That still wasn't that bad. It was not bad compared to, okay, so honestly, so this race is usually 60,000 people. So if you're in the last corral, you're not starting until like nine, 10 o'clock, like for yeah. real. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Like mm-hmm. you're not starting until mid morning, yeah. whereas the race typically starts at like six, seven o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, six 30 in the morning on a traditional mm-hmm. day. But if you are in one of the last corrals, you're literally not starting until mid morning when pe- the people that started are at home and already firing up the grill. So the fact that we were on the last corral and it started at 820, I was like, oh my goodness. And not, oh my goodness, because I was in the back of the pack that had nothing to do with it, but it was more so I knew that this year they were very strict on course closing. Cause I, some people had reached out to me and I had talked to some of my people at Atlanta track club. They had to close the course this year at a particular time. Of course, mm-hmm. with COVID, they weren't as leisure with the course being open. Um, and so I knew that, you know, obviously both of us had not, and more specifically Braxton, we hadn't trained for it. So we knew we was like, I was like, I just need us to make this course time and I don't want to get swept. And it's the midday, it's getting hot already. Like we need to get on this course and get off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but it was, it was a nice, a nice crowd. Um, it was nice crowd. I'm used to seeing, usually the streets are lined with cheer people. It was very spotty, I would say, which again, to be expected, we're in a pandemic, but it was still like a lot of people. I feel like a decent number of people out there and we still enjoyed ourselves. So, yeah, I think once I got to the museum, Uh high museum, that's when I started to see clumped up more, like more More people. people. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Closer to the end. Yeah. So it was good. Yeah, it was definitely good. Bryson enjoyed himself. He, uh, so I, 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 I fought myself. Why, why are you pausing? Why are you pausing? What happened? Because I Braxton? fought myself. I should have talked more to him about race etiquette before we left. Well, Braxton because... knocking people over. What did he do? No, he wasn't. He was being too nice. He oh, was being too okay. nice. Braxton is so sweet. So he's like the nicest person. He doesn't, he's, he's not about, so this is, this is the thing that he did. So first of all, when, we, when he take, when we took off, I wanted to tow the starting line. I wanted to be the first person in the corral because we were already last corral. I don't want to be in the back. So I was like, come on, we are being the first people. You ain't never going to tow the starting line. So let's just do this, do this. So we told the starting line, we take off. We start running. I look at my watch, y'all. Braxton got us dropping a nine minute mile, almost in the eights. And I was like, bruh, yeah. I had already told him. I said, this brace is- Oh my God. It's pretty flat and fast the first three miles. And then the last three miles is climbing all the way, right? Exactly. And so I told him that, but I was like, you need to pace yourself. Like, yes, we're in the front of the corral, but like, we need to pace ourselves. So after like a half a mile of us dropping that, I was like, no, you got me out of my comfort zone. I was like, we're not doing this. And I knew I was going to get my butt handed to me. Yes, exactly. At mile three. So I was like, you need to pace yourself. So he was like, all right, all right, I'm slowing down. So I was like, let's just, let's just do this. So then, so that was the first thing. And so then like, as we're going, cause we said that we were going to kind of walk run as good as we could the first three miles. And then we mm-hmm. would just enjoy the last three miles. Cause us in heels at this point, cause I personally had not been heel training because my PT has me trying not to do heels as I'm continuing to recover. So I said the last three miles, we're really going to have to take it slow because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be hurting again. So as we're going, doing our running, you know how you usually can you you catch up to people that may be walking or going a slower speed than you and they may be split enough to where you can run in the middle of them but not hit them or anything but you can run in the middle of them so braxton did not want to run in the middle of people he wanted to go all the way over to the left or all the way over to the right until he could pass somebody with enough space and i was like 
bruh, just run right through them. I, I, when I was trying to explain to him, you are exerting more energy zigzagging. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was expect I was trying to explain that to him. I was like, just run through them. He was like, that's rude. And I'm like, no, just go as long as you don't hit them and just yeah, say, don't run them over. Yeah. Or on the left, on the right. Like that's what race life is about. And so then, like for me, I was frustrated even more about that because I'm like, on a typical Peachtree Road Race day, we would be hitting people anyway because it's so packed. Yeah. Whereas, whereas on Sunday, it wasn't so packed to where like, it wasn't like that. Whereas on a typical day, the first mile, you're dodging people and trying to get out of the way of people because it's so many people. And so that was that. And then the third thing, and I'll be quiet and I'll get off my soapbox, water bottles. So we decided not to take our handhelds because um, I, you know, they were giving full bottles of water. I recognized mm-hmm. kind of what the water situation was on Saturday when I went out and cheered. So when we got the water bottles, they were full size of Dasani. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were drinking a little bit and he's holding it. And I'm like, put the cap back on and just throw it on the ground. Like, unless you see a trash can, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's always going to be bottles and they mm-hmm. come around and pick them up. He's like, I'm not littering. I was like, Braxton. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, put the bottle down. I'm like, it's Aww. fine. I know he's so nice. He's the sweetest guy ever, I'm guys. Gonna, I'm not littering. I'm not, he was like, no, he was like, I'm good. I'm going to hold it. So he's holding on to the bottle. I'm like, you're about to get to the next water stop, but it's time you put this bottle down and you could have had another one. So he waited until he got to a trash can and put it in a trash can. And like, granted, I'm not used typically a litterer, but you know, there's certain sections of the route that most bottles are in one area and they come to pick them up. Yeah. But I was just like, it's okay to put it down there. And he's like, no, I want to put it in a, directly in a trash can. So I was just like, okay. So that was just it was just me and my i'm used to he's like you had like i ran this before i was like i know you haven't and i'm sorry i'm trying to be patient then he had to use the bathroom y'all i was just like lord so i don't typically stop to use the bathroom when i race regardless of the distance well not on a 10k I mean, a marathon, me, you don't stop to go to the bathroom I, during a I marathon? I do not stop to use the bathroom during a marathon or I like it. I probably have How had How do you hold it that long? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's anxiety or what it is, but I'm just not a stop to use the bathroom okay. in ra- any racing distance. Mm-hmm. That's just not me. Yeah. And so he had to stop to use the bathroom right before we started climbing at mile three. And I'm like, well, I guess it's good that you do it now. But then he's, we stopped at a porta party that had a little line. And so me, I'm looking at my watch like, well, I can't stop my watch. This is an official race. And so I'm like, it took him a good good couple minutes. So when I was looking at our finisher time, I was like, dang, if we would have took off those three three minutes at the bathroom, we would have been pretty decent. But, you know, I can't be mad at him because he had to use the bathroom. I mean, you can't be mad at all because it's just, it's it's you know, <laughs> look. You, you out there enjoying just, what? Okay. Once like, you I've decide. Been drinking. You keep telling me to drink water because you didn't want me to pass out. <laughs> Once you decide you are running with your mate. Yes. You got to let it go. You got to let everything go. You got to. But Braxton, <laughs> I applaud you. You are a good boyfriend because I can imagine what that was like. I can um, just imagine. We had to regroup at one point. Exactly. I was, I'm like, sure y'all I was did. like, babe, I'm not mad at you. Let's go. Let's just go enjoy. Because he was looking at me like, I ain't doing this with you ever. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> not in running, but I've been there before. I have been there like, I ain't ever doing this with you again. Because <laughs> you just about to drive me crazy. But we enjoyed so, ourselves. Yeah, we really it, enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> that's good. That sounds like quite the adventure. I'm surprised you didn't carry your own water. Because I did. After, yeah. You know what? After what was that race we both ran? Um, where they was out at the track and the they didn't have enough, and they didn't have enough water. Yeah, was that the ten miler or was that the half? 
It, it was a half. Where sure. it, it was the half. Mile. It's the half where it was really half. hot. It was yeah. really hot, and they didn't have enough water stops. So I said, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna carry my own water, which I'm glad I did because yeah. to me it was a little humid when mm-hmm. I ran. And I think it was because I saw how the water that they had, and I was like, I knew that it was going to be three different sections of water. And then I had my GoPro in my hand. I, I was just like, well, maybe I don't want to. I went and got Braxton a handheld too, but he was like, I don't want to carry anything. Yeah. So it was just this whole thing. And then I, I have a water pack, but I was like, I don't want to run with a pack because it's not that serious to run with a pack. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm just going to wing it. So we did fine. We have been hydrating all week. Well, I've been telling him to hydrate like mm-hmm. crazy. I'm like, you need to drink. I ain't got time for you to be passing out out here because it's going to be hot. But luckily the weather was amazing. So the weather was, weather was really, really good. So uh-huh. that was, that was very appreciative because I don't think it reached 82 until noon on Sunday um, when typically on a typical Peachtree Road race is 80 something in the morning as mm-hmm. soon as you're starting. So, yeah. So, yeah, very interesting. It was humid on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I and not. And I noticed that not a lot of people had it. And I was like, when I was, I was like, oh, maybe I didn't need it. But actually, once I started going, I'm glad I had it because it Tommy. definitely helped me out. How did I miss you on the course? I was so pissed I don't even about know. that. Me and January was, we were in the perfect spot. We were right there before you turned left onto 10th Street. And we saw everybody. And, and then January was like, Tommy's running today, right? I was like, he is. We couldn't have missed him because we were in a spot where, and because it was so spread out, we literally could see everyone that passed Yeah, us. exactly. And so it was like, we were able to see people were running, screen their name, like mm-hmm. everything. And I was like, how did we miss Tommy? Like how? And we were out there before the, we saw the first man come in. So we were like, I don't understand how we missed you. I was so sad. What about side that. of the street were you on? On the left. Yeah, because I was probably, I was, and, and people who, who do not know about running races, slow people on the right. So yeah. that's well, where I was the whole time. Yeah, but when you corner, about to hit that turn, you're supposed to veer over to the left so you can run a no, little bit. No, I took it wide. I didn't wide. take it all the way to the right, but <laughs> I did take it wide. I did take it because, you know, they had a little cone or something or uh-huh, something right there, uh-huh. and I just took it around that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just was chugging along. I saw Tommy uh, Daniels. Um, he was out there. I think he was volunteering. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw Yvonne. I saw somebody because I had my earbuds in. Okay. And I thought I heard somebody call my name, and I think it was Damon. Mm-hmm. um that was out there for his wife was running mm-hmm. and, but yeah, I, did, I saw you know, her yeah i didn't see her after you i don't know i, oh, I couldn't okay. tell you the only person i saw when i finished well i'm thinking i must have been after her because when the only person i saw when i finished was mark okay um, we saw and, her yeah so she must mark. have been before me because he mm-hmm. said yeah damon's out there because his wife was running um, so she must have been come, finished before me, so I don't know. Got it. But well, we missed you. I was sad. I was like, we saw everybody else and took all these pictures, but we didn't see Tommy. How does that work? <laughs> y'all didn't miss nothing, nothing but an old man running. Y'all didn't, see, y'all didn't miss a thing. Old man Whatever. chugging, just chugging along, <laughs> just just trying to finish so he don't get fined. That's all I was doing. Um, I but hear I, you. I did see, you know, photos of people finishing on Sunday, so that was mm-hmm. good. It looks like there were definitely more people that I knew on Sunday yes. and on, on, um, on Saturday, which, you know, was great. But in the end, I'm glad I ran on Saturday because we did have a, a quote unquote, it was a slash 4th of July kids birthday party kind of thing oh. that night. Yeah. I wouldn't have made it to the start line if I would have had to do you. that and then go run on Sunday. So I'm did. I'm glad yeah. I ran Saturday morning to get it out the way. Well, that's good. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed cheering. It was really good to to cheer people on, you know, my big mouth. I've had a couple of people already message me. It's like, yeah, we heard India's big mouth on the um on the <laughs> course. And I'm like, yep, you don't know that's I'll be out there cheering and screaming. 
this cheerleader boys get you all the way. So yeah, <laughs> it was a really good time. It was easy for us to park and find a spot. And we just walked over and added some coffee and was ready and posted up with our cowbells. So there you go. There you go. But all in all, I say the Atlanta track club mm-hmm. did a great job, you know, sure. putting it together. Um, mm-hmm. Everything flowed pretty easily. Now, of course I was already, I had my vaccination thing, Correct. so I didn't have to go through the extra I'll be interested to see who did that and, you know, kind of see what that process was. But from what I from can what tell, I it didn't look it like it was fast. Yeah, exactly. It, was, it yeah. didn't take very long at all. So if yeah. you didn't have vaccination, you still got to, you know, run pretty quickly. Yeah. So. so you so before if you went to the expo and got your bib, if you showed your vaccination card, they put a shiny colors peach peach sticker on your bib. And so it would show you what um, show you that you were vaccinated. So you had to go through. Whereas if you didn't, then you had to go through the do- the sniffing dogs to see if you were if they detected COVID on you. Um, and so if they did, then um, I said that they said that they if they did detect COVID, they would either defer you or give you a refund if you did they did detect COVID. Um, but if they didn't, they just allowed you to go on through and go on to your corral. But from what I understood, it was a smooth sailing smooth sailing process. So yeah. Okay. Well, congratulations. Before we go off of uh, Peachtree Rowers, congratulations to Sarah Hall. She won the women's um, women's pro running for the Peachtree Road Race. She did it in 3141. And of course, this is a 10K, you guys. So 3141, Sarah Hall, Emily Durgan, 3149, and then Annie um, did 3206. And of course, our friend Alephine came in at 3243. I'm so happy for her. This is her first race back postpartum so congratulations on that and of course sam chalanga 2842 he won on the men's side um and then some of our friends galen ruff ran a 2905 jacob riley 2907 and then augustus um 2908 and i think those are three people that i think we expected to be in the front running but some you know again sometimes it's just not your day so congratulations to everyone and of course sarah hall is now um the, the, the 10k championship she's 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 did that um, for this race. So congratulations to everyone in Peachtree Row Race. And again, thank you, Peach, um, Atlanta Track Club, for a good good process. Yes, indeed. And, you know, running in Atlanta, you know, it, it can change uh, change who's going to win It'll a lot of t- Yeah, it can humble you running that yeah. course. It's, 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 a, it's not the easiest course for, for speed. No, it's um, not. So. Yes, for sure. But if you got it, then hey. Yeah. So speaking of Alephine, so so since this was her first uh, race back from 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 postpartum, and she is gearing up to go to the Olympics. I know on one of the episodes we talked about um, Tokyo banning the um, banning athletes from bringing in any other spectators, so family and all of that. Mm-hmm. They weren't able to do that because of the pandemic. That has now been lifted. So any breastfeeding moms can bring their child to the games, which is so amazing. I applaud them for shifting, changing that over and, and rethinking some things. I know Alephine and all the other moms that are athletes out here that are breastfeeding their children, children are very happy about that. Exactly. So congratulations and congratulations, but I'm happy that that is. Yeah, happy that it came to pass. Exactly. Yes, happy that it came to pass. <laughs> So hot topic. So now that we are off of the Peachtree Road Race, let's talk about the hot topic. I know that I personally have been chatting with people about this all weekend. 
and I may have the unpopular opinion. So Shikari Richardson is a very fast young lady. She is 21 years old, super fast. She runs the 100 and she also runs the four by one. So unfortunately she was tested um, and came up positive for marijuana. And this was during the times of the Olympic trials. So the week that I went on vacation was the same week that Olympic trials was taking place. I was a little frustrated about that, mm -hmm. but I did record some and was able to watch it. But the Olympic trials was amazing. But to see this young lady, she runs a 10.08 and 100 meters. So she is super fast. Um, but she tested positive for marijuana. Now, here's where the controversy is, Tommy. There are a group of people that are out here saying that let her run. She is human. Let me let me back up. She found out from a reporter. This is this is all media. We know that media doesn't give us 100%, but supposedly she found out from a reporter that her biological mom passed during, during the trial's time. Mm -hmm. So first of all, that was to me personally insensitive to find out from a reporter and not someone that knows you that could console you and talk to you about it. Like you found out from a reporter that your mom passed and, and it does not matter if she had a relationship or did not have a relationship with her biological mom. It's still mm -hmm. your mother. Yeah. There's that. So it was assumed that the reason why she did ingest the marijuana because she has taken full accountability for inject for taking the marijuana, doing smoking the marijuana. Mm -hmm. That the reason why she did that is because she was grieving because of finding out the information about her mom passing and the way that she found out was through a reporter. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll give those those disclaimers out there. And she did smoke the marijuana in a place where it is legal. She was in Oregon when it took place, and it is legal in Oregon. Mm -hmm. Now, some of those things don't have don't make. They, that don't matter to me, but let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. So on one side, there's people that's like, it was legal in Oregon. Marijuana is marijuana. Why are people get, still getting in trouble for marijuana? And they're saying she's human and they should just let her run. And then you have other people that are saying rules are rules. She broke the rules, basically saying that, you know, you are not, it is on a banned substance list. Um, you broke the rules. So she should be out point blank period. Mm -hmm. So, Tommy, I want to hear your part before I hear my before I give my spill. But what's your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding mm -hmm. me? Are you kidding me? On both sides. Are you kidding me to the IOC um, for still having that rule? Are you kidding me from um, Shakira? Why are you smoking weed when you know it's a banned substance? So I'm, 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 I'm giving it on mm -hmm. both sides because they mm -hmm. were both. You know, the rules don't do it now. Like you said, she admits it. She says, this is what mm -hmm. happened. I, I smoked it. I broke the rules. That's what I'm loving about her because she's just taking full accountability. She's not trying to say, oh. She's not asking for the sympathy. Yeah, she's not asking for it. sympathy. She's no. like, hey, look, I did it. And I knew I was wrong when I did it, but I was going through something. People go through things. But she's like, I'm human. It is I'm, what it is. Yeah, it is what mm -hmm. it is. Because she was like, and she, I think she had a quote like, hey, I'm not a perfect person. And those of you that are, I, you know, I feel for you because that must be really hard. So, mm -hmm. you know, she's but she's taking accountability. She's not fighting it. She's like, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that has a little bit because I think in the end, I'm hoping in the end, she's going to end up being able to run in a four by 100 because she still could run in that. Um, yeah, she's still running that yeah. because potentially her and the reason for that, because some people don't know, 30 days, she's going to be on. She is on 30 day suspension and from the date of the actual the yes. of the actual whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Finding out po testing positive. So mm. once the once that 30 days is up, it'll still be time for her to be able to do the four by four by 100. So yeah. That is so the they can just put her on the team. Yeah, exactly. exactly. She just can't run the 100. But anyway, back to what I was saying, I'm a rules person. If it's in the mm -hmm. books, 
it's it's a rule and you knew it was a rule when you did it i mean what you going what you supposed to do now it's a stupid rule it should be off the books and it you're right it shouldn't be there anymore but at the time that she did it she knew it was a rule so mm-hmm. you you got to got to go kind of go with that not that i don't feel any sympathy for cuz i'm sure she's trained i do feel much sympathy for her, but mm-hmm. you know i'm not a person that gets into being arbitrary with rules cuz that's mm-hmm. when you start to hear favorite favoritism racism mm-hmm. you start to hear a lot of that when you start changing uh, okay well we're going to let her slide but this other person we're not you can't mm-hmm. do that you got to you know do it what it now the ioc could come out and say you know what this was a stupid rule that should not have been on the books in the you know at this point cancel it out that could be a thing that they could do that's what the petition should be about not yeah, about trying not to get them to yeah not the, not to get her to run but a petition mm-hmm. to get that off the books period so nobody has to deal with this again right yeah so yes so i'm glad not i'm glad because i'm gonna i'm gonna put i'm gonna say this because i've had before I say my piece, I've had so many people DM me, Tommy, about this. Mm-hmm. People sending me petitions to sign. If you have sent me a petition to sign to say just let her run, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not signing it. Mm-hmm. Like point blank, period. And if if I lose any followers because of my opinion, it is what it is. We should all be able to have difference of opinions and still be cool to a certain extent. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But so so I agree with you, Tommy. Rules are rules so my thing is i do feel very bad for her first of all how she found out about her mother the fact that she was grieving she was still kicking behind knowing that she just found out about this information so she's an amazing athlete Mm -hmm. i don't doubt that she will bounce back from this and maybe this was just a wake-up call for her she is 21 honey you know the things that i was doing when i was 21 i was making the worst decisions in life and i was not who india is now you Mm -hmm. know so i just feel like we have to give her grace in that arena but that does not mean that she still isn't wrong for doing it because she knew she should not have done it. And that's with any athlete. You all know that you what the things that you should and shouldn't be doing it. And this is your profession. This is yeah. your profession. And congratulations to, or not congratulations. I don't know why I keep saying congratulations. I applaud Nike for still holding her. They are still sponsoring her. Um, so that is really good. But at the end of the day, no is no. Rules are rules. And she should not have done it, especially during the trials. Like, come on now. And, and for those people that are, I've had people that said, oh, they, they strategically picked her to get tested, bruh. Do you know how <laughs> many people, like, do you know how often these athletes get randomly tested? Like they get tested all the time. They can't go, like you have to report your whereabouts so that you, so that random tests can take place. Like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of rules and stipulations behind random drug screening. And she just so happened to get caught up. So at the end of the day, she knew that she shouldn't have done it. The rules are there. Now, in regards to the rules, I definitely think that there's a lot of rules right now that are in place that need some updates. They're very outdated. Now, I am not a pro marijuana person. I'll put that out there. Like I'm not, and it's probably because of my history and mental health. I've seen people get messed up on some lace marijuana and they are done. Like mentally, it has really changed Mm -hmm. them. So I am not pro marijuana, but at the same time, I understand that there are some potential benefits from the actual marijuana that you can purchase appropriately but the marijuana that we just getting off the street and just randomly getting from the weed man that ain't it (laughs) that ain't it so my thing is i'm not pro marijuana but i do think that there's some changes within the rules that can be made so 
I feel like we need to do better with putting our energy into figuring out how we can petition to get rules changed versus petitioning to say, excuse her, she's grieving, she marijuana is illegal, is legal in certain places, just let her run. It's like, no. And it doesn't matter that marijuana was legal in Oregon, because it is. This is an international race. Like this is, <laughs> and it's it's the rules of this. this the job that she has that's international running like you mm -hmm. don't you can't just say oh well where she did it was legal so that was okay and it's like no she's an athlete that could travel all over and represent the united states of america so yeah I just, yeah i just feel like we need to just really take a step back and i i honestly feel that a lot of the people that are just let her run probably are uh more pro marijuana and they're just like rules are rules and it's like this is her wake-up call she's younger she can hopefully she can she, i feel like she will come back even better and let's even think about it if she wasn't smoking her 10-8 could be a 10 who knows <laughs> well i yeah I, I mean that's the main thing i was like how is marijuana on this list because you know hey it's not a it's not going it's not helping yeah it doesn't enhance anything but sleep that's the only yeah. thing marijuana's <laughs> ever enhanced for me is like to knock the hell out um yeah i mean personally i got i i i, I, I am kind of with them with there should be rules if it's legal where you are and you do it you should not be punished for it that's what i think mm -hmm. personally because in the end it's about the laws you know, I mean, if you're just making it just about the IOC, eh, I don't know about that. But marijuana is no worse to me than, you know, you know, actual marijuana is no worse than, you know, if she would have just taken a drink, which I wish that's what she would have done. I wish she would have mm. just had a whiskey and, you know, called it a day. But it is what it is. Um, marijuana, I mean, has been used in the past to hamstring people because um, it, you know, I think uh, many musicians used to get arrested for using marijuana. And in the end, it's not what they tried to make it out to be. They tried to make it out to be this, this gateway drug. But in the end, if, you got, if liquor is legal, cigarettes are legal, marijuana should be legal too, in my I opinion. We have to get there. That could be a whole other soapbook. Yeah, but I mean, I get, but in the end, like I said, hey, you knew the rules. You got yep. you know, you to yeah. follow them. You've put a lot of work in. Uh -huh. You're going to waste it on this. And like I said, you could have very, you know, I don't, maybe she's not a drinker. Maybe that's why she went to the weed. Who but knows? also what made me, what really kind of gets to me is I really doubt this is the first time she's ever smoked weed. Oh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I really yeah, doubt that. So, it, yeah. but this is the first time she's ever been tested positive for it. So she knows the process right. to be able to smoke it, but then make it through testing. Yeah. As in, you know, she stops yeah. within a certain amount of time. So it's out mm -hmm. of her system, um, which I'm sure she's not the only track and field star that smokes weed. That's that's gambling with it. Yeah. You know, that, so and that's not a judgment. You know, what I'm saying? No. I just think that's the realist of us being human. She is a human being. Mm -hmm. We all go through stressors. We all do things to to relax and try not to think about the, the life things that we have mm -hmm. going on. But I also think it's one of those things where we really have to take a step back and say, is it worth it? Like you could get caught up and we're not sorry for what we did until we get caught up. Mm -hmm. um, so at the end of the day, I think is that, and for those also for, that are putting it out there that it's a race thing, y'all know that me and Tommy are pro-black everything. It, 
this is, I don't feel, I'm not going to speak for comment. I don't feel that this is a race thing. This is an pro app. This is an athlete that unfortunately got caught up in the actions that she was doing. I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that she had, she runs with orange or purple or orange and yellow hair with long nails. And she's an African-American woman. I don't think that it had anything to do with it. She just got caught up at the wrong times. Now, there are other things that are going on right now that I can, t- I feel like potentially could be a race thing, but I don't think that this the shikari richardson thing is about race yeah but yeah in the end hopefully they'll put her on the four by 100 and you know she at least can go and experience the olympics have a chance to win a medal but in you know in her when i don't know if it was twitter or instagram where she put it but she was like hey i can't be your olympic 100 champion but next year i'll be your your 100 world champion so yeah. she'll have and, a champ- chance to go to the world championships next year. Yeah. And let's do better job with getting more support around these athletes too, when it comes to mental health things. I think that's another thing. And the last thing I'll say about it, you know, I think that maybe there should have been some more support around her during that time of finding out that her mother passed. Like, I feel like we need to do better with having therapists and things of that nature on staff with these organizations, because I just think it should be something that is an actual, because I think we all need support and we have a lot of expectations from these athletes, but there are still things that they go through that they need help with. So that's, I'll stay off my soapbox. (laughs) Exactly. But I I wish her well. And like I said, I still hope to see her at some point at this year's Olympics. So hopefully the AOC, which is, you know, for America, the U S will go ahead and put her on the team. Yes, yes. So we shall see. So one thing that uh, another thing that has come up as controversy is um, they are banning the Olympic banning swim caps in large swim caps. So if you basically have um, for swimmers, so if you have larger hair, meaning not meaning because Caucasian individuals or people of other races can have a lot of hair as well, Mm -hmm. but usually they wear larger swim caps to be able to fit their hair under the swim cap. Um, But they are banning that in the Olympics. And it's just like, but why, but why? So they're basically saying you can go without it if you have natural hair, Uh, which is very interesting because we know that, you know, I know for me, when I have my hair out and out natural, I have to slick my ponytail down so hard to put a hat on, like even just mm-hmm. a regular a regular hat. So I know yeah. that it is hard for swimmers to be able to do that. And it's not a male or female thing because we have some males that like to have a lot of hair as well. Um, but that be ha- Afro, dreads, you know, whatever. Exactly, yeah, you know. exactly. So whatever texture of hair, but it does seem like it is skewing towards more African-American um hair or different textures that are in non-caucasian non-caucasian hair typically Mm -hmm. has that type of hair so i i i I think it's very unfortunate i think we need to this is an example on why we need more diverse individuals on these panels that are making these rules um Mm -hmm. that are you know that are making these rules i think if you had someone that had more diversity on your panels and i'm not saying had a black person just diversity in general on these on these panels or on the boards or whatever it is to make these rules, some of these things wouldn't hit wouldn't wouldn't stick. Yeah, um, the the official word was it was not needed to add it. Yes. is what mm-hmm. they said. As in, they're basically saying they ain't enough of a they ain't enough people that would need it for us to go ahead and add this as um, something that you could wear, and that was the whole reason. Mm-hmm. Um, the company uh, that makes these, and I'm not sure if they're the only one, but they're the ones that are mostly mentioned in these articles. It's called Soul Cap, mm-hmm. um, which you know what was funny because I actually thought of, thought of this. I I used to I, I 
used to hang out with someone that does triathlons. Um, she didn't have natural hair, but I went with her to a triathlon, like a, a Ironman. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of women that did have natural hair. And I remember thinking to myself, like, do they just buy extra large caps or how do they put Mm-mm. that on the head? Um, so I, I guess that's where it started. But even the people at Soul Cap, they're, they're not so much disappointed about it being banned for the Olympics because I don't think that, that was not their major thing. They wanted in the Olympics so that younger little girls, little boys that do have this problem can see, oh, there is a, a solution for me for me to put my swim cap on and compete in competitions because whatever they allow in the Olympics kind of filters down to the smaller organizations, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for these, you know, AAU meets and, you know, things like that. So I think that was the main reason they were wanting to get it accepted f- through the Olympics. Yeah, for sure. And I think that it just shows diversity and what is needed. Like not everybody can slick their hair back quick, easily and just put on the swim caps, swim caps in general, they suction to your head like a mug. Whether you have hair or not, it's hard to put them things on. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I know that it's even harder, a bigger struggle if your hair is, you have a lot more hair. So uh, I just think that it's just frustrating. And I think right now it is a high alert on things that are racist, things that are not racist. Um, and just a lot, a lot of it's in the athletic realm right now. The, a lot of things are coming left and right. And it's just unfortunate. And it's frustrating, honestly. It's very, it's frustrating in the midst of all these things that are happening. But at the end of the day, we need to get these tweaks worked out now so that maybe in a couple of years, we won't have to have some of these conversations. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate because, I mean, you, at least in the high school ranks, I'm constantly reading articles about some kid who's had to cut their hair just mm-hmm. so they can compete, you know, at, right. at, the, at the freaking meet itself. Mm-hmm. You know, they've had to cut their hair so that they can compete in, you know, whether it was I've seen volleyball, I've seen wrestling. Um, I don't think I've seen football or, or track and field as of yet. But, you know, right. it just it gets ridiculous. You know, why? Why is it at the point of the meet? Because I'm sure this is the first time they've competed with their hair mm-hmm. looking like this. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, the hair has to be cut. And it's usually because of some J.A that decides, well, let's keep the rules exactly where it is just to kind of mess with this guy because he's probably the best at his field. Yes. You know, kind of thing. So yeah. I'm always proud when someone that does cut it and then goes out and whoops some butt. I love mm-hmm. that. I love to see that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Not that they cut it, but the fact that it's like, listen, yeah, I exactly. Like, oh, oh, okay. So you, you want hair. Exactly. Right. Oh, well, you mm-hmm. thought you were going to stop me because of my hair? No, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get it done. So Definitely. Definitely. Well, woo, action pack episode. So mm-hmm. much stuff going on. So much stuff going on. I am looking forward to the Olympics. Um, even though it's going to be, you know, a lot, you know, you know, uh, Mo Farah's not going to be there. He did not I qualify know. in the 10K, which, you know what, it's kind of, it's because, w- you know, he was running the marathon, mm-hmm. decided, I, I think he felt like he wouldn't be able to medal mm-hmm. in the marathon. So he, that's mm-hmm. why he switched back to the 10K, which I kind of thought he would medal in the 10K. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess he was just a way too long. And I think he may have some kind of injury. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't really talk about his injuries like that, but I think he yeah. may have some kind of injury. Yeah. Um, but he would have definitely qualified for Britain um, for the marathon because he, mm-hmm. I think, doesn't he hold the British record for the yep. marathon? So, yeah, he would have qualified pretty easily there. But I think his whole goal was to, to actually win a medal once he got there, and I don't think he felt like he could in the marathon. Yes, yes, yes. No, I agree. I think that it's, you know, it's very important. It's going to be interesting watching the Olympics for sure. Yeah, some new faces, which I, I always like, um, mm-hmm. and then a few older faces as well, you know. Um, but this is the time to shine for track and field. 
I know that's right. It really is. And there's so many amazing people out there in general. So I just look forward to look forward to seeing more people. Um, and we have some young people qualifying for these for the Olympics and qualifying with these amazing times. So I think over the next few years, we're going to have some good, good, good races. I hope so. I hope so. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. We got anything else? I think that's it. I hope everyone had an amazing uh, long weekend or if you all celebrate 4th of July, 4th of July and long weekend. I hope you all enjoyed and were safe. I know I didn't enjoy the fire. I enjoyed seeing some fireworks, but Coco does not enjoy the fireworks mm. situation. So that's never fun It was fun booming. Yeah. Yes, uh, they was, it was popping since Friday. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this on, on Monday the 5th. So yesterday mm -hmm. was the 4th of July over by me it, and I kept trying to get take Trey out to see it because it didn't really affect him he didn't really the noises really didn't affect him but I was okay. just trying to see if I could get in a position where he could see some but yeah the trees were in the way so he he okay. wasn't able to see it but yeah it yeah. was like pow, pow pow yeah I was like dang you know mm -hmm. that sounds yeah. like a war going on out there exactly and they were doing it until like one o'clock in the morning here over in my <laughs> side of town so it was just like lord yeah, well, Coco and Coco, our dog does not do well um, with the fireworks. So I don't know when they when did they legalize fireworks in it's been Georgia? Some it's been, been some years. Though. Yeah, it wasn't because I know when I first moved here, it wasn't like this, and then nope, all of a it sudden, been legal. Mm -hmm. yeah, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I just started seeing like normal people with like the fireworks you would go pay to see, right. you know, at the park and stuff like mm -hmm. that. I was like, wow, these these, these yeah. fireworks out here. Yeah. But Let everybody, doing it right? I'm like y'all doing about trees. Y'all are not being smart. <laughs> well, you know, I, like we went to the, like I said, we went to a party on the third, and they were like, yeah. "Yeah, I bought some fireworks." I was like, "Well, where are you gonna do them in the street? Like what? Right? What you mean you gonna do them in the street? Somebody right. house gonna catch your fire? Y'all keep right. running around? Y'all playing? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, don't do it by my house. That's all I'm saying. I know that's right. So, y'all go over a little bit. Y'all yeah, exactly. I'm like, you know, I'm used to fireworks. Like we used to go do firecracker. We, Luckily, I live next to a golf course, so mm -hmm. we would go and, you know, we had sparklers and then, you know, um, bottle rockets and stuff like right. that. But we'd go over to the, you, to the um, golf course and shoot them off there where we had plenty okay. of room. So right. I'm, I'm a little afraid when people talk about, yeah, I'm going to do it in the cul-de-sac. Yeah. Right. No, not yeah. in my cul-de-sac, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> take, take some, you got to go over somewhere. a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. You, I just hope there was nobody injured because, you know, people get crazy when they get around fireworks and alcohol. Yeah. So I hope there nobody was, was injured. Listen, there was definitely, we on our way home yesterday from the cookout that we went to, there was definitely a couple fire, fire, um, fire trucks zooming by with they lights and sirens on. So I just hope everybody was good, but that's to be expected on a holiday weekend. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, another great episode in yeah. India. You know, if they want to get in touch with you to find out how they can get down to Puchakanta like you do, yes. how would they do that? Yes, y'all go check out my video. I did a whole video on Puchakanta, but you can find me on YouTube at Miles from India, and you can also find me at milesfromindia.com. That is my website. Um, on, on on Instagram, I am I of underscore I of Indigo Runs uh, underscore in between each word. So I of Indigo Runs, Miles from India. Um, as well on Instagram and YouTube, and that's where you can find me. What about you, Thomas? Exactly. Tmitch68 on Instagram. Thomas W. Mitchell at the number two at gmail.com for email. Yes. Yes. All yes, right, y'all. Yes. Well, have a good next two weeks, and we will holler at you then. Bye, guys. <laughs>